Hello everyone, Maayang Adla. Welcome back to Philippine X in Wellness. In our last episode, we spoke with Paula Diocampo, children's book author of B, about Philippine X identity in children's books, just in time for the holidays. We're grateful to Paula who talked to us through the vision and purpose of her book, the messages young Filipinas may have heard during their children their childhood and how to break through the impact of those messages. Our opening and closing track for season two is Help Me by Richie. For this month's episode, we are starting 2023 with warm thoughts and a subject that will literally warm you from the inside out. Ina Botanicals and Tea with Bernadette Aguirre. I'm Cheryl Sampson Ramirez. My preferred pronouns are she, her, sha. I'm ethnically Bisayan and Chinese, currently streaming from the traditional territories and still living, Chumash, Tongva, and Kich people, colonially known as Los Angeles. Philippine X in Wellness's vision is to support the wellness of the Philippine X community through resource sharing, podcast streams, and partnerships with professionals and organizations in order to live healthier, happier, and more fulfilling lives. If you're not following us already, please feel free to follow us at Philippine X in Wellness with a P ending with a X in Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and on Twitter via the handle at Philippine X, the letter N, the word well, followed by the letters N and S. We honor the safe space by asking everyone to speak and listen respectfully from your heart throughout our time together. This pre-recorded session can be accessed through our Philippine X and Wellness YouTube channel and on Apple Podcasts. As always, we'll be sure to answer any questions that you've sent us via our Instagram stories within our episodes. Please keep in mind that anything that is discussed is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not meant to be medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare practitioner for your particular condition especially before starting any exercise or new health program. Philippine X in Wellness was formed to provide a dialogue around topics that affect the wellness of our community. We're here to also highlight Philippine X individuals and organizations that are actively doing wellness work. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest speaker, Bernadette Aguirre. As a lifelong city dweller, Bernadette grew up eating herbs and vegetables growing in a modest garden that was mainly tended by her mom. Both of her parents were raised on farms in the Philippines amidst hovering mango trees, moringa bushes, and in between the moist air where rice patties lay. It's no wonder that parents that sorry that plants nourishing powers have always found a home in her medicine cabinet or boiling on her stove. When Bernadette started her career in New York City, her, meaning, her morning started each day with a paper cup and a tea bag of Earl Grey from the local bodega. Bernadette has turned to tea and herbs not only for the tea parties and delicious blends, but also for their holistic health benefits. Her approach as an herbal practitioner is centered around energetic herbalism, which matches the attributes and spirits of herbs to the state of a person's mind and body. 
What a poetic bio to welcome you in with, Burn. that um, we would like to welcome to Philippine X in wellness for the first time, Bernadette Aguirre. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Cheryl. Thank you so much for having me. I really um, am so honored to be with you. Yeah, we are as well. Um, I was um, stumbling over your bio because I keep, whenever I see herbs, I keep wanting to pronounce it with the H and say herbs. Oh, the so, British way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a friend that said, um, that teased me and said, there's an H in front of the word. It's herb. So, yeah, but for this podcast, I'll take out the H. So, yeah. Let's get into it, Bern. All right. Um, so something that we always start off with in our episodes is asking our guests, where is your family from in the Philippines through your parents' lineages? And where are you currently streaming from in case that's different from where you're residing? Sure. So um, my dad is from Batangas, um, which is just a few hours outside of Manila in the barangay of Buoknibnal. And my mom is from the Visayas also, and that's how you and I know each other, um, just that uh, she's from uh, Visayas, Mauso, Capes. Um, and my parents met here in San Francisco, and I'm from, um, I'm streaming from Ohlone, um, also known as San Francisco. Thank you. Um, that You're like half my husband and half me, because my husband's dad is also from Batanga, so... All I, I could say from there is ala <laughs> All right. Warm our insides, Vern, with what you're currently brewing or drinking at the moment. I saw you take a sip um, as you were talking about where your family's from. So what's getting you through these winter San Francisco days? <laughs> yeah, well, the weather here in San Francisco, you know, can never really tell. I mean, it's always pretty temperate. But I am drinking my blend called Above the Fog. And I live out in the Outer Sunset, which is like right near the beach, which has um, some molongai, takip kobol, which are basically um, moringa and gochukola, peppermint, um, sage, and lemongrass. So that's what I'm drinking um, to warm me up and to get me focused for our, our talk. That sounds so yummy. I'm growing lemongrass, too, on my porch for my mom. So... I, I love hearing the blend of, of herbs that you have um, from, from the Philippines. We know that lemongrass is native to the Philippines. We heard about that from our episode with Angela Angel and Gotu Cola was also mentioned and Malungai. So it's really cool to hear you infusing those um, native plants also in your blends. Yeah. In your bio, I wanted to say you talked about drinking Earl Grey from the local bodega during your chapter as a professional in New York. Um, tell us more about your origin story from the local bodega to tea parties. Of course, it's not the um, Boston Tea Party that we're talking about, but expanding and, and expanding your business. What events or series of events took place for you to pursue a deeper relationship with tea? Yeah, you know, I think um, as a professional and getting up in the morning, everyone has their preferred type of caffeine pick-me-up, and mine was really tea. So um, before I got in in the lobby, I worked um, in New York doing marketing and just a few blocks away from Times Square, so it's super busy. 
uh, and I would again get my get my Earl Grey tea with a little bit of cream from bodega, and then of course, um, you know, being with all these people, uh, I got sick a lot. Um, and uh, the good thing was was uh, I have a friend who was going through acupuncture school and herbal medicine, and I was lucky enough to be um, asked you know, um, one of the, her guinea pigs, I guess. And so I would go to her her clinics, um, and that's when I uh, when I really started learning about um, receiving holistic care um, and really incorporating Chinese herbs for the most part um, when I was um, seeing my friend. And then throughout, um, you know, my the 20s until now, I pretty much just have always studied um, herbs and incorporated in like my everyday cooking um, and really just self-learning um, about herbs. And uh, I started my business um, a few years ago. Well, actually, I, it was conceived a few years ago. Um, and I really didn't think to start it until really the um, I had the time after the, the pandemic hit. And basically, you know, um, I was going to herbal school. Um, I went, um, I finished a program through the Herbal Academy and versus School of Medicine. Uh, and um, I have a background, like I said, in marketing and in consumer packaged goods. So, you know, I um, got pregnant, ended up thinking about like, you know, there's there's some great teas out there and some great blends, but nothing of like the quality or the branding that I really um, uh, attached to or spoke to me. So that's where it kind of like came um into you know my mind of like hey well you know I have all I have this background I have this herbal knowledge um, I think I could just try to do it myself and and see see how I can develop and grow it and that's really you know in the last couple of years I've I've slowly just started to to just test different blends test branding um, and you know, just try to uh, build up um, you know botanicals. Yeah, uh, it's interesting that you you would start your mornings with tea, right? Because a lot of I feel like a lot of Americans are coffee drinkers, um, and I, I'm curious also to know since you have a blend with herbs that are also from the Philippines, did you grow up culturally drinking tea in the morning, like too at, at home, or did you? in your journey, like through tea, did you, have you found that there's also a presence of tea in, in our culture, tea drinking? Um, I would say tea as a tea leaf and um, the plant itself, Camellia sinensis, which is the Latin name for tea, not so much because you don't really find it so much in the Philippines, um, but definitely the herbs, um, you know, Moringa, like I said here at least, uh, growing up, that was, that's definitely a huge part of my, um, you know, everyday cooking and, and brewing. And, you know, I grew up with um, my grandparents living close by in San Francisco. So they would always be like brewing malungai and just, you would, I would come home, come, come over there, like after school and see like my grandparents or my, um, like my aunties just sitting at the table, just picking malungai leaves. 
like taking forever, you know? Um, yeah. And that, so that is definitely, yeah, so that's definitely something that I've grown up with. Um, and, and then once Moringa started, you know, trending in the past few years, we're like, oh yeah, Moringa, Moringa. It's like, I'm like, what? Is I don't even know what Moringa is. Oh, Mazongai. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yes. I've been, that's, you know, it's like in forever. So it's not, it's not a trend. It's just, you know, the usual. How did you come up with the name Ina Botanicals uh, and he, um, tell us more about that. Yeah, I wanted something that was simple and, um, and uh, really just reflective of what, um, what I wanted to associate with. So Ina, as you know, means, um, or is Ina in uh, Tagalog, which is mother. Uh, and then Ina is, always, is also just um, a derivation of like female names, like Christina, Nina, Josefina. Um, so, you know, this brand really just tries to embody like a, a female um, persona um, and motherly persona. Uh, so that's where I came up with it. All right. You mentioned, Britta, your, your school, your schooling. I believe you said that you went to the Verse School of Herbal Medicine and the Herbal Academy. I know that there's so many different herbal, herbal schools there out there and classes and academies um, that you can study under and or with. Uh, why did you decide particularly um, with on these two schools? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of great programs out there. And, um, you know, I think the ones I chose specifically, well, the Herbal Academy is kind of at your own pace um, and um, online primarily. Um, they have a great forum on Facebook. And, you know, given like my schedule with um, trying to build a business, having a family, I found that that program is really great. And then I also went through, um, took some courses through the Verse School of Herbal Medicine, which is also based here in San Francisco. So it's primarily online um, and it's live. I have, there's a small cohort of uh, other herbalists and um, they also have a store, an apothecary here that's tied to, um, it's tied to Scarlet Sage apothecary so they also hold classes over there so it's great where you know again there's that um comfort of of taking classes from your home but also being able to have some like hands-on in real life uh courses as well got it and do you graduate with or complete the program with a certification or a degree how does that work so it's um, more like a certificate program that you get from the school, and then um, you can uh, you can there's there's what's called an American Herbalist um, Association um, or American Herbalist Guild, and um, there's like requirements for you to get um, kind of uh, registered or recognition from that governing body, but that's not necessary. Uh, but yeah. The schools generally provide certificates for completion of the programs. Got it. I was I wanted to also ask you about, I guess, 
tea wasn't originally your first career out of college, correct? Uh, no. So how did you make your way or through, you know, from your <laughs> like past career into the tea business? yeah, I would say that, um, you know, my background in consumer packaged goods, you know, I started off doing marketing for New York City. Um, then I would also work with a lot of high profile brands in CPG, like Snapple and Coke brands or like Red Bull and stuff like that. So um, I was able to at least have the visibility from a marketing perspective and branding perspective, having worked, um, you know, with those brands. And then, um, then I ended up um, like later on in my career working as a marketing director for a beverage company um, uh, called Purity Organic. And they basically were uh, doing beverages like, you know, juices, like, you know, super juices, like kale juices and turmeric, um, like cold uh, turmeric pressed juices. And um, so during that time, that's when I really started digging also into um, ingredients and product development. Uh, and so that's, you know, I also got a lot of like operational experience from that position. Um, so it, uh, it, was just kind of like everything going full circle, you know, with um, all the different brands that I've worked with and like what I'm, I'm really interested in and I'm just interested in general, like holistic health. Got it. And I, I wanted to also ask you, because because your career is definitely a non-traditional career that's as it's perceived amongst our elders and like our parents. What was their reaction or response when you told them that you were going to start a tea company? Um, I would say, you know, it's funny because I have my, my, um, my parents definitely helped me. It's, and, you know, my mom, um, she's super business oriented and savvy. So I would say from her, for her, she's like, great, how do I help you? Or like, what do you need? And she's like always slanging tea when she sees her friends, you know, slang, like, like slanging tea from um, like, oh, Uh, you know, my friends really liked your nightcap tea, you know, and so for my mom, I think she's, she totally gets it. She's like, what do you need to do to make this work and stuff? My dad, he's supportive. He's definitely um, helping me a lot in terms of even just like, it's family business. He's like helping me package teas and like folding boxes and, you know, um, so, so he kind of is just like, um, why are you doing this? And it's a lot of work <laughs> for, for, you know, not so much return. I'm like, it's all right, dad. It's all right, dad. Just, just, <laughs> it's, it, don't worry. It's not only about that, you know, it's like, it'll come, it'll come. So, yeah. that's cool that your your mom was supportive I, I loved how you said she was sl slinging tea I could hear I just got this visual of her talking to her friends and like saying I got a 20 ounce in my, my purse Yeah. <laughs> Totally. She's like, she's like, I got some cameo tea for you. You know, do you got, do you have, do you have the tea, you know, tea tools? Yeah. <laughs> are your grand are your grandkids dressing you well i got some of this blend that will help alleviate all of that Right. <laughs> that was hilarious
I guess, I I mean, yeah, I guess she is in a sense slinging her, right? (laughs) Yeah, she's all about it. Like I said, she's always, she's always about like, what, what small business can we do or can you do or, you know, so she's, she's all fine. That's so cute. Yeah. It's probably her like Messiah and, you know, like, sorry, sorry, sorry store (laughs) background or something. Yeah. Oh, that's helpful, right? To to have that there, and to especially to have your parents on board with with a non traditional career. We normally hear parents saying uh, they want us to be doctors or nurses or lawyers, but it's it's really cool that you have that parental support backing you with this business. Yeah, definitely feel really lucky. Yeah, well, sweet. Uh, All this great information that you shared about your foundation, and we're already at the first half of our segment. Um, Thank you all for joining us for season two of Philippine X and Wellness as we open 2023. We're talking with founder and clinical herbalist Bernadette Aguirre about her company, Ina Botanicals NT. Please stay tuned. Feel free to take a quick stretch Refill your water or tea. We'll be right back after this quick break. We all dancing on the air. The day, every day. No matter where you are. Inside that clay, no matter what they say, I see you. Do you see me too? Cause in the end, we find ourselves laughing in the in wellness you were just listening to the first part of it is within by low leaf off of her 2016 album palm psalms a light to resolve all darkness you can help support low leaf by following her on instagram at lowleaf all one word she's a multi-instrumentalist artist and producer based in los angeles you can also find her music on bandcamp spotify youtube and apple music Easier access is through her link tree located in her Instagram bio. Shout out to our Philippine X musicians out there always laying down the tracks. Returning from our break, we've been talking with Bernadette Aguirre about her company, Ina Botanicals and Tea, right in time before the Lunar New Year. So Bernadette, tell us about your herbs. Do you forage for them? Do you plant them in your city garden? Or do you source them from various places? 
Yeah, so primarily um, because I use just a range of different herbs that need different climates and soils, um, I work with uh, different suppliers um, here domestically. So in from Washington State, Oregon, um, Vermont uh, is where I get a lot of the herbs. And then teas um, I get from India and China and then um, and some also from from Egypt. So it really ranges, but most of them come domestically um, and they're all organic. Uh, which ones do you get overseas um, that you can't get here in the U.S.? Uh, well, I mean, you can get a lot of them over here, but uh, the ones that I get, like I said, is um, the tea, so Camellia sinensis. And then um, sometimes I'll get some chamomile from Egypt. Uh, and, um, you know, I think it's just the, again, like all year round, um, the, the climates are just different um, and what, what they need. So, yeah. And how do you establish these connections with people overseas or even in Vermont and other states? Is it um, easy to establish these connections or does, how, what is your, your way of honing in on your business practices and, and maintaining these relationships? Yeah, for the most part, the ones overseas, um, they do have uh, connections here in, um, in the U.S. So I do have like a bird that I work with in that's based out in like Sacramento area um, that works with the, the, um, the farms from, from those different countries. Uh, so it's just a matter of, you know, um, uh, taking a look at what the products are that they have and, and really just aligning them with like, you know, getting their ingredients, testing them out um, and just making sure that with each batch there is consistency um, because, you know, some someone may be producing lavender, for example, and lavender in Washington may be completely different lavender in like the, the um, farms that we're getting in Oregon. Um, but again, depending on like demand, supply and demand, just making sure that there's still con some consistency with um, the different varietals of, um, of the plants that I'm getting. And even when it comes to using organic sources, I imagine that you also have a time frame in when you can, um, well, because they're going to eventually expire, right? So when you can sell them? Yeah, generally speaking, the uh, herbs have a, dried herbs have a pretty good shelf life of a, um, and I like to say like a year, even though they can go longer than that. But I would say a year to ensure that they have, you know, like they're the most potent and um, the most, um, you know, um, flavorful because like once they get picked, you know, it starts that whole oxidation process. Um, but uh, I'd say at least a year is like a good time frame um, to, to make sure that your, your teas and herbs are good. Nice. And tell us about your blends, Vern. So I was looking at your uh, website and I, I love the names that you came up with. I thought they were really cute. Um, tell us more about the blends that you sell. Yeah, so when I came up with the names, um, I'm always trying to come up with the names that um, provide like a hint of 
the actions or support that they can provide to you or like align it with like a part of your day. Um, so for example, like I mentioned earlier today, you know, above the fog, which um, has the moringa, peppermint, lemongrass, and that's all about like trying to um, help with um, uh, giving you focus. Um, go to cola to keep um, Kobol we were talking about has an affinity to like brain cognition and it's also an adaptogen. So um, that means that it can help with like over time just um, easing like stress or just helping you manage stress a little bit better. Um, and then I do have a bundle called um, the Daily Steep and um, there are three uh, three um products which is the first one is 90 agenda so this is like meant to like be the first cup that you have in the morning and that has caffeine um with the tea and it also has yerba mate which is um you know a caffeinated herb and then um the second drink for like the middle of your day i have um the afternoon reset and that includes roasted dandelion root um coriander, fennel, hibiscus, that's supposed to be really great for digestion. Um, it's supposed to be like a very gentle detox um, to help, you know, give you a little bit of more energy in the middle of the day without necessarily giving you that like cap hit. Um, and um, yeah, just a nice little refresher. And then of course, to end your day, you want to be able to relax. So I have the nightcap blend. And that is um, with um, chamomile, spearmint, linden flower. So that one um, is really just supposed to help you kind of unwind or, um, you know, help you at least sleep a little bit better. So again, trying to think about the different functionalities that I'm going for um, and the different type, the different parts of your day. And, and that's how I kind of come up with the blinds and the names. I love afternoon reset. Does that also help with lunch food comas <laughs> it could definitely help in terms of um uh i guess promoting and encouraging like your digestive juices to to start flowing you know to get your get your system moving to kind of get it all flowing <laughs> yeah so i i would say that it could definitely help in terms of you know clearing you out for that food coma <laughs> got it I love your choice of words for what you're trying to explain. I mean, it, I'm just saying like gently, like I'm not saying like you're going to, yeah. It, it's it's not like if nice you're constipated, word. right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, it can help in the long term, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're also in the middle of like cold flu and uh, COVID uh, season, right? A lot of respiratory viruses happening, a lot of influenza, you know, continuation of COVID. Are there specific teas that you're developing to aid the immune system against these types of viruses that are circulating? You know, um, I specifically for that, um, I would actually refer people to the nightcap um, because chamomile um, already is really great. And this is from a, like helping you kind of, you know, um, stave off some of the infections, but it's uh, chamomile is like a great anti-inflammatory. It's also antimicrobial. 
Um, so, and you know, it has some spearmint in there. And then also the above the fog is also great um, because again, it has like peppermint, um, uh, which is great for like your lungs um, and breathing. And then moringa, which is also really good for, it's really high in, in vitamins and minerals. And then um, it's um, also another great anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. Um, there are some other herbs that I am that, that I have in development right now that is actually going to be more focused on women's health. So definitely stay tuned um, in the next coming weeks. Um, that's what I've been in um, developing shortly. That's so awesome. Any teas that will take away migraines? That's like a recent one for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's supposed to like just tie in with like a better cycle, you know, no matter where you are in terms of your your um, your phases. Yeah. I, I want to hear, Vern, more all about the process from herb to bag. Um, I know that we were when we were preparing for this episode initially, you had shared that you had different mason jars in your house. And I'm curious to know, um, what is like your process in producing the tea? And how do you determine like your different blends that you come up with? Yeah, you know, because I already have kind of like some knowledge about, um, you know, specific herbs, and then I'm also still constantly learning about other herbs, I'm just, I'm constantly tasting. So I'm, um, you know, constantly tasting and constantly just studying which herbs there are, and then kind of coming up with like a general structure um, of what I want, like, um, for example, the flavor palette uh, to be. So it's, it's um, and also like how it can help just, you know, someone um, supporting them in their health. But it starts with, um, you know, what's a lead, what's the lead herb that's really going to be like the driver of the flavor um, and then kind of working around that um, with other supporting herbs, other ones that, um can kind of uh, enhance and complement the other herbs. So um, like I said, I'm constantly testing when I kind of narrow it down to about five or um, four herbs that I want to blend together, then it's a matter of like blending like 10 different iterations of, um, of like what the, what, what the rates are of each of those herbs. Um, and then having, um, you know, other people uh, taste them as well and get their their take on it. So once that's all done, then um, then I you know have to go back and try to figure out okay, well from a packaging perspective, like you know um, what how much is it going to weigh um, based off of the number of um, um, you know uh, servings that I want, and then really take it from there. Um, I have a kitchen um, that I commercial kitchen that I work out of. And um, take my dad with me to just start um, getting all the supplies and we just start packaging um, and, yeah, just get all the inventory up and running. So that's a, a high level overview, I guess. That's a cool way to also like have a bonding experience with your dad by having him there with you through the, yeah. through the production <laughs> process. Yeah, he's a trooper. I mean, it's it's like you're standing there for like five hours um, with like barely any sit breaks, you know, because it's like I'm paying by the hour. So I'm like, we got to produce like, you know, like at least like 50, um, 50 like 
every half hour, like a hundred an hour, you know. I'll be asking you for a winter bonus for for exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you get to, I'll give him some extra gas money, I guess. <laughs> Is your commercial kitchen also um, in San Francisco or? Yeah, it's in Treasure Island, so okay. it's like from where I'm at. Yeah, it's not too far. That's that's cool. Uh, I wanted to now I think ask you we were talking about incorporating herbs um, from our culture earlier on in the episode about lemongrass uh, tanglad, um, about gotu cola and um, I don't remember the, the Tagalog term for that but also um, uh, malungay have you looked into additional herbs um, for, within our culture to like produce your teas that are unique to our culture and, and also our health needs. Um, you know, we have like high levels, right, of col- uh, cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes, you name name it, cancer are, is also really common. Wondering if you've looked into, you know, your your herbs in, in that, in that, from that framework. Yeah, um, I say that, um, other herbs that we use a lot of too in the Philippines are um, zea maize, which is the Latin name for corn silk, um, which I actually, I don't know the, the Tagalog name for it, uh, but that's also really good, um, especially from like a kidney, um, kidney and like liver uh, support. Um, so looking into those types of things, I mean, I know that for, for my mom, she um, has it frozen in her freezer because, um, you know, as she was going through menopause, um, that was one of the, the um, herbs that she kind of had um, oh, cool. um, just to help with like incontinence and stuff or like nocturia or something, you know. So, um, so and again, like it has an affinity for the urinary system. Um, and then guava leaves are also like one that I've been trying to look into and just figure out like how to get some, like, um, get like mass, um, supply of that as well. Um, so though, yeah, there are definitely a couple like down the pike and then, um, yeah, I would say those, those two are probably the ones that I've been taking a closer look at. Now corn silk, are those the threads in the corn, like within the corn husk or, and within the the cob, yeah, yeah. So they, it's literally just the the when you like peel the the corn, it's it's the outer layer of it. Okay. Wow, I had no idea that 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 had um, well medicinal properties, but I'm not surprised now that you no, talk right? about it. Yeah, and and guava leaves. We'll have to connect you with Herbalaria down here. Um, because I know Lynn yeah I follow her. her I like her stuff yeah I know I think yeah. she grows hers like she grows yeah. hers on her property I think right yeah, yeah yeah so we'll have to make sure that we make that connection happen after yeah. you know, after the episode all right what else would I want to ask you about tea Brenda, to, to really pick your brain I, you know I, I actually since it is a wellness podcast I'm curious to know um, you know, there, there was a rise in, in people looking for alternative medicine, especially during the pandemic. And I'm curious to know, um, what do, 
like your clients normally go to you for when when they're seeking tea? What types of conditions um, do they have? And tell us about your assessment process. Let's talk about the clinical herbal herbalist part of your work and what that entails. Yeah, I would say that it's pretty comprehensive. You know, um, I go through, let's see, um, an intake process that goes really deep. So it starts off with sending a client a form that goes into their history, um, you know, it's almost similar to like what you would expect filling out at a doctor's office, but but like multiply that by like two or three. Um, and then we'll, you know, talk about like diet, talk about like your sleep. Um, and then once we get into a session, it's more of like a discovery session where we'll have a conversation for about an hour and a half or two. Um, and I'll, and I'll have an idea of the things and the issues that you're wanting to address. Um, but I would say that when it comes to holistic health, you know, this is something that are, that we've been, um, uh, has, has kind of had us survive for thousands of years is, is, is plant medicine. Um, so, you know, it, um, just, complementing it with Western medicine practices, I think is like the most ideal way of really, um, you know, tying together um, holistic health. Um, so uh, with the, with the holistic, with my intake process, um, we'll go into um, kind of like, well, you know, what did you eat for the last few days? What, where did you grow up? How did you grow up? Did you, um, so it's not only like, okay, well, you have, you want to address, for example, your um, your acne, let's say, but you know, I want to talk about more of like your um, what, and I want to talk about like how does that how does that tie into like your hormones? How does that tie into like the environment that you're living in right now? You know, like how much stress are you undergoing? Um, so I would say that it's pretty comprehensive, um, you know, compared to like, if you were to go to a doctor, they would just look at your symptoms and then maybe try to give you like, um, an assess, a quick assessment and give you like some medication for it. Whereas for, for herbalists, it's more a matter of like trying to dig into like what the root causes are and really treating your body. Like it's a garden, you know, it's like, it's, it's overall maintenance of everything. And, um, that's going on, like we're all, it's all connected. Um, and so that's kind of the approach and then finding, um, finding herbs that would best, um, you know, balance you out. So when we look at Western, um, when we look at like herbal energy and Western, um, herbalism, um, for example, you know, we look at things and, um, in terms of like hot, cold, loose or, um, flaccid, tense, um, and damp and, um, and dry. So it's really similar to, you know, like Ayurveda and, um, and, um, traditional Chinese medicine, and then finding the herbs that would complement, um, that, um, you know, that, that dampness that you're probably having in your body. Like if you say that, like you're, you're kind of cold and you're like damp, like you feel like bloated or like really like, you know, moist or something, like what herbs can, can kind of help like dry you up or like warm you, warm you up as well um, to help kind of like deal with, you know, your underlying issues. And I would say for the most part, a lot of people that I've um, 
spoken to, like 70% of them actually have a lot of depression and anxiety. Um, so, and you know, that could be caused by a lot of things, not only from like an environmental perspective, but even just from a physiological, like a lot of um, like inflammation in your body that can be caused by whatever foods that we eat or other stressors and things can, can cause, you know, some neurological like imbalances to help to make you feel like you're depressed or anxious. Wow. That's pretty deep. Um, I mean, just even looking at it from a digestive standpoint, we know that definitely like traditional Chinese medicine looks into it um, from that standpoint. And, and um, going into the different constitutions, the dampness, the dryness, I, that resonates with me as you talk about that. Um, I have an acupuncturist and she's always like checking my pulse, determining if it's wiry and stuff. So it's, it's interesting to hear that similarly your assessment looks into that when you're breaking down the constitution and how to help someone, right? Except from you're taking it from a standpoint of what, I guess, herbal blend would best suit the needs of what they're dealing with. Yeah, I would say that um, herbal blends are probably supportive, but then I'll also look at a lot of times just what one's eating and what their sleep cycles are like and how they're moving and exercising. So it's a combination, like herb, the herbal aspect of it is only one part of like the entire um, wellness guide that I would recommend for somebody. Yeah. And then part of that, like, as you were saying, like the assessment of like the pulse, I'll have, I'll, we also look at like um, tongue and face. Right. Um, Cause there's like a lot of, a lot of like what um, is on the tongue is it, it's right. like a map to the rest of your body. Um, so like different parts of your tongue correlate to other parts of your, your body and systems. Right. And um, how do you work around if uh, you have a client that's already taking, because you mentioned depressed, depression and anxiety. Sometimes people are on psychotropic medicine to help balance that, right? Um, how do you work around, you know, someone that's already on existing medication? Yeah, I definitely have a few clients who are on um, SSRIs, um, and tr I try to really be um, very cautious in the approach. And I, I, you know, there are definitely herbs, for example, that I would not recommend for someone that's on, you know, um, an antidepressant. Like, for example, I would not recommend something like St. John's wort because that will just, you know, somehow, um, you know, you don't want to bring the serotonin levels like in any more imbalance uh so i would say that um you know being really cautious with the approach and then trying to trying to maybe um recommend something that will maybe deal with other energetic you know um issues that they may be having like if they said again like they're feeling cold then something to warm them up and get their circulation moving um, that are, and, you know, looking at more gentle herbs um, for anyone who's on medication. And you probably also have to determine if the person's allergic to certain things too, right? To make sure that there's no allergic re responses to anything that you're administering. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, just making sure, you know, um, 
it's almost like, you know, herbalists are also like pharmacists where we kind of know like, all right, well, I know that this herb, for example, doesn't really go well with someone who's on blood thinners, you know? Um, yeah. So we definitely have to be pretty, pretty keen on, on that stuff as well. And is it only a tea that you, <laughs> I'm laughing because I was going to say, is it only tea that you push out? Is it only tea that you slang or do you also, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you also come up with like other forms of, you know, administering your, your herbs? Yeah. So I also do, um, I do tinctures. So those are like alcohol based, um, um, extractions of herbs so I'll make plant medicine or I'll get it from um I'll get it from like a, a another herbal plant medicine maker um, where that process takes a pretty long time I'd say like four weeks or so to be able to extract the conjoints from an herb and get their medicinal properties um, and then I'll also sometimes recommend different powders of herbal um, herbs or you know, roots, um, which, you know, you kind of get off the shelf or from other, um, other brands. And then there's also for, for some people who don't like the alcohol tincture, then there's, um, glycerins that we can do, which are basically like vegetable glycerins that, um, and that extract the, the herbs as well. Uh, so yeah, I would say teas, tinctures, um, you know, glycerates and, um, and powders are probably the other formats that I recommend. All right. And then your, I guess, your cultural um, stand or not standpoint, but your your cultural practice. You mentioned Ayurveda. You mentioned uh, traditional Chinese medicine. You mentioned Western herbalism. Is it a blend of all of these? Yeah, Western herbalism was primarily like the focus of um, the schools that I went through. Um, again, it is pulling a lot from like different, um, different um, uh, disciplines or me methodologies, I would say. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of it is talking about um, the same thing. It's just saying it in a different way. You know, it's like, like we were talking about energetics earlier. I mean, that, um, you know, Chinese medicine has their way of explaining that in terms of like elements and Ayurveda has their way of explaining that as well um, in terms of like energy. So yeah, I, I would say it's just like the same, it's the same um, concept, just a different way of talking about it. Right. I guess for, I don't know if we've talked too much about Ayurveda on this platform. So maybe if you could kind of explain to our audience what Ayurveda is. Yeah, I'm not a, um, an expert in Ayurveda, but it's really, um, I want to say that Ayurveda is like the science of, of life I believe is like how they, how they approach it. Um, but it does take a very, um, again, holistic approach when it comes to overall wellness. Um, and their Ayurveda is really, they look a lot at food versus herbs. I mean, herbs is definitely one thing, but their most of their um, philosophy is around food as medicine. Um, and, you know, you think about like all the different, um, herbs and spices and, and, um, you know, probiotics with like yogurts and cheeses and things that they have. So their kind of like approach to, um, to health is like really food is medicine. 
Right. And for our viewers and listeners, Ayurveda, the practice of Ayurveda is mainly based in India. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you. And for members of our community that are looking to book a one-on-one -on -one herbal consultation with you, Bern, how would they do so? You're not, are you actively practicing or is it 2023 where you're going to launch? No, I'm currently practicing and um, I'm doing virtual um, consultations. Um, so you can look on my website at, keep it really easy, it's bayareaherbs.com. And um, you, yeah, you can book there. I'm also um, next year going to start doing some um, in-person consultations. Um, I'm working with a couple of other local herbalists right now. We're trying to figure out like timing and space. But yeah, you could just go on my website, um, get on my, um, or reach out to me. I'm at hello at bayareaherbalist.com if you have any questions. And if you could restate the website one more time, I think it might have cut out. Um, for for um, our community that wants to book one-on-one herbal consultations. Can you repeat again the, the website? Sure. It's bayareaherbalist.com. Okay. And do you have any upcoming events, classes, any online or workshops that you'd like to plug? Yeah, like I mentioned, um, you know, for um, I am going to start doing some community work uh here in san francisco so take a look out for that um we're thinking like sometime in february doing pop-ups and classes um i'm also um, going to be doing some uh some classes in some um in a local high school too so that'll be fun just to start teaching high schoolers about um about immune about different herbs so that's that's, cool. that's exciting yeah i love love being able to like have you know have um, young people just kind of get attuned to it. Yeah, for sure. It's a great way to like pass your knowledge down to the next generation and really build their, their knowledge wealth in this area. This, especially where you're at. I, I've seen so many community gardens. It's, it's cool to like have them tap into it in this way. And, yeah. And also being that uh, we have listeners listening in from other regions globally, Bernadette, are there other practitioners that are doing similar work that you'd like to shout out or recommend? Yeah, I would say, like I mentioned, um, a lot of people are doing virtual consultations. Um, I am going to be working um, and getting, um, uh, will be doing a mentorship under um, Holly Kalika, um, Manang Holly Kalika, who has um, a, a clinic um, called Luna Wellness Organization, and um, she uh, is has worked with. Um, she has a lot of like Maori, like Austronesian um, knowledge, and I'm really excited about you know um, working under her uh, in the next year. So, just wanted to give a shout out to Holly Kalika. She, I think her Instagram is Pinay Mujer. Um, oh, yeah, so take a cool. look out for her. I love hearing about that, um, especially because we also have Austronesian roots. I, I'm really, I can't wait to see how that partnership unfolds and what that does with your business and your 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 herbs. Yeah, I'm really excited um, to just, yeah. And she's also an artist too. So just, again, like herbalists take on like so many different hyphenated forms. So um, she'll be really interesting to work with. 
Nice. You also have a leaf blog on your website, right? Tell us about that. Yeah, well, the leaf blog um, just talks, uh, goes into depth about, well, goes into depth and in a quick way, goes into different herbs, goes into different ways of, you know, um, self-care. So uh, I put something out. I haven't put out anything in the next, in the last couple of months, but um, I should be coming out with something again soon. But yeah, there's um, some great articles there from, from, you know, again, I mentioned yerba mate to um, like peppermint. So it's just something simple um, for readers to, to get. All right. Before we close, we always like to ask our guests, what are your own wellness practices? What do you also do for self-care that may be inspirational for other individuals listening? And we know that you're a mom of two children, you're a daughter, you're a wife. How do you balance it all? Yeah, I would say that I, um, you know, try to get into uh, habits um, to start off my day and to end my day. So the first habit is having like a room temperature water with a pinch of mineral salt and um, a little bit of lemon or lime. And that's really to just help with hydration, help. Um, I run a little bit dry, so the minerals just help in terms of like water retention and then um, the lemon or lime for like to get your digestive juices going. Um, so that's something that I like to do every morning. Um, and then at the end of the day, it is um, getting magnesium in. So having magnesium with like my cup of water or tea that I'm drinking, um, where everyone is pretty much depleted of magnesium, which is a, a essential mineral. Um, and that helps with like, um, heart health, bone health, and it really just also helps you relax and get like a good night's sleep. Um, and then uh, at night, I also like to do Abhayanga, which is like self-massage um, that's Ayurveda um, based or um, that's a practice from Ayurveda. So it's, you know, putting oil um, throughout the body and then um, just kind of like getting myself in this relaxed state. Nice. And as we begin to close, how can our listeners find you if they have additional questions? Um, how can they find me? Um, yeah, um, so do you have like, yeah, what you mentioned your website earlier. Um, are there any other, uh, do you have an email address? Uh, you, will you mention yeah. as well or Instagram, uh, social media handles? Yeah, so um, for herbal quotations, I'm at bayareaherbalist.com you can email me at hello at bayareaherbalist.com and then my tea brand is inabotanicals.com so it's i-n-a botanicals.com um, and you could find you know um, each um, each pages um, on um, on ina or on bay area herbalist and um, you can follow me on instagram uh, at ina.botanicals.tea um, and yeah I pretty much talk about tea there and I'll talk more about herbalism um, on there as well all right thank you Bernadette for talking to our community about your company Ina Botanical and Botanicals and Tea we're so honored to have featured you on our podcast as the first episode of 2023 and as we approach the Lunar New Year we're excited to witness how your journey continues to unfold and are here to support you as your Philippine X and Wellness family.
Thank you. Happy New Year. And to our listeners, look out for our next episode. We'll be featuring Anna Salambides, an energy coach and energy healing practitioner also based in the Bay Area. This episode will be aired on our Wellness Wednesdays on February 8th. As we close, we'd like to say thank you to our guest speaker, Bernadette Aguirre of Ina Botanicals and Tea, our social media strategist, Kathleen Torrio, our designer, Richie, Lowly for consent to use your track, It Is Within, that we played for you all during the break. Our advisors, Allison De La Cruz, Rianne De Los Reyes, and Safo Tia Logo. Our community partners, This Filipino American Life, SoCal Filipinos, and Trek Table. And all of our community members for your shares and support. As always, we'll share more about our guest speakers' offerings on our Instagram stories and highlights for permanent access with any of their upcoming events. Be sure to follow us at Philippine X and Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, and on Twitter at Philippine X, the letter N, well, followed by the letters N and S. Don't forget to continue to hit the subscribe button on our Philippine X and Wellness YouTube channel. Thank you always for believing in us. Be well, everyone. Continue to take care of yourselves and each other. Daghang salamat. Duro gid nagasalamat. Yeah.